VCR. What's your favorite scary movie? Scream, but there are children, and I'm not waking them up. It's my half-hearted half scream. <laughs> are you uh, waiting look. for Katie? Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello, are you waiting for her? Yeah. What are you waiting for? Okay, that's all I got. Yeah, if that doesn't give you a clue as to why we're here, then you have no idea of what we're talking about. <laughs> Welcome to another uncensored horror surprise drop. Surprise. We had such a good response to our Mother's Day episode where we um, tackled the 13th part one and two that we thought, hey, why not give you another double dose of hot heaping horror for July 4th? We talk about. Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day, y'all. We're going to talk about classic night slashes. Oh, oh, nothing better. We're going to start with it. Oh, that's right. It's the I Know What You Did Last Summer. I mean, oh, what kid. everyone did last Woo! summer, we all stayed home. Yeah, <laughs> Two summers home. ago, that was when I was over there because all the memes are coming up. And, uh, yeah, Jeff's been sharing them. Yeah, a bit scary. You know what I did that summer? <laughs> Oh, I, know I, I know what I did that summer, too. I was miserable on that. Oh, well, you guys lead happy lives. Steve, I have a Jennifer Lovefoot. <laughs> so, yes, we are talking today about 1997's I Know What You Did Last Summer and its sequel, 1998's I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, yeah, the book, the, oh, sorry, the original movie was based on a book by Lois Duncan by the same name, from 1973. Oh, so, you that. know, um, the film centres around four young friends who are stalked by a hook-wielding maniac after they accidentally kill a man. Ooh. Let this be a lesson to you as we go into the holiday weekend, folks. Don't drink and drive. And exactly. Don't and don't drive away from a crime scene. Yeah. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that ever. I think you I know mean, the last ones, you know, especially on a holiday. So let's. So Katie, let's... your fun fact though, quickly, was it about Lois Dunn's novel? Yes, uh, she was very unpleased with the direction the movie took. She did not want yeah. it to be a horror movie because in the book, no one actually dies, not even the guy who gets hit by a car. So yeah, it's just was... the guilt of of what they went through that ruined their lives. So right. narrative carries over, but you know they thought, I... let's kill them. And I thought I read somewhere that her daughter was actually murdered, so that kind of upset her a little more. And oh. I, could, I could see the, how that, that would be a bit triggering. I mean, I could be wrong. I quickly grazed over that uh, fun fact. The, the... So I didn't get to say it before. If you haven't seen, I know what you did last summer, or I still know what you did last summer, <laughs> or read the book. Massive spoilers. So put us on pause, go watch those movies, and come back. <laughs> UCRs are well, UCRs, UCHs, whatever you want to call them, they're always full of spoilers. So if you're coming here 
you've already seen the movie you're a fan you just want to see our take on it and if i'm you... just doing my due diligence you know people yeah. might just have us on in the background so in you know case they've got that's been one of those movies like you know the, the background oh, i always want to watch that one i don't want to spoil it for them so if you haven't seen it come yeah. back and watch it we can't go to the police not now he's made sure of that you're a better man <laughs> than i am come back come back okay so let's talk about um personally when's the first time you saw i don't know last time I'm katie <laughs> oh um i think i think i think it probably was Probably the year it came out, probably at a slumber party because I was uh, the horror fan and I was trying to scare my friends and that's what I did. I have a real fun story about, uh, I still know what you did last summer, but I'll get to that when we get to there. But it, I liked this movie. I liked this a lot. I, uh, when I was younger and first getting into horror, I was very into slashers. So this was one of my favorites. Luke? I saw it at the theater at the cinema and I was too young to see it at the time. So I had to bring my mum, who doesn't love horror film at all. But surprisingly, uh, she really enjoyed the narrative of this film. She actually said, look, that was probably as good as they can get. She enjoyed the characters and um, the drama that went with all the killing. I guess, yes. am, I, am I the only one that has a mama that likes horror because my mom- <laughs> Yes, you are the only one. Oh, my mom got me into horror, so there's that. Good for you uh, for being my, younger, Katie. Yeah, my experience, <laughs> my experience is very much the same as Luke's. We were too young to see it when it came out in the cinemas here in Australia, so I um bribed my mother <laughs> into going <laughs> to see it, not telling her what the movie actually was. I just told her it was a comedy. When the title started, she goes, this isn't a comedy, isn't it? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and she sat through the whole thing, jumped, screamed, did everything. And then at the end, after the end credit rolls, she looked at me and said, oh, when's the next one coming out? So yeah, she got, actually enjoyed it. She's she's a big wuss for horror movies after. she, I think she scarred herself for life watching um, Silence of the Lambs at home by herself one night. Well, that would scar anyone. And there was a blackout just as the um, the end scene was playing, you know, the Jodie Foster night vision. So, oh, damn. <laughs> Scott her life. That would freak me out too, man. <laughs> okay, so let's have a look at our core cast here. Uh, we have, of course, at this time in American TV history, there's like America's sweetheart, Miss Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, breaking it up <laughs> with a fun fact. As her role, Julie James. <laughs> uh, her role was originally offered to another one of America's sweethearts, Melissa Joan Hart, but she did not want to do a horror movie. What a spoil Good. sport. <laughs> what a spoil sport. <laughs> I'm re-watching this last night. I think this was actually a pretty um, brave choice for her at the time because Julie's not a really that likable a character. Like when you look at it, I was I didn't realize I'm like well Julie's not this all American bubbly girl that she was used to playing as Sarah on Party of Five at that time. She she's like morose and not really nice to her, her former friends or anything like. That. Well, she's, and she was I also complete in something that's highly illegal and immoral. So I don't know. Maybe you're right. Edge <laughs> of character. I think she's traumatized and she doesn't know how to cope. And I think she's a coward. 
well, they're all cowards, really, but <laughs> she was just so traumatized by it, she just kind of soured up. I don't think she was necessarily miserable to her friends. Just how do you how do you act around someone after you're holding <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you say to someone, I don't blame you, but I don't want to know you either. That's pretty fucking harsh, man. That's your ex-boyfriend. You're like, whoa. Okay. Well, seriously, like, do you really want to keep reliving that or no? Oh, look, I if it was this guy, I probably would have done the same thing. I'm sorry, but oh, what? Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. He had so to Freddie- fight for that part. He like- should have. I don't know. He's such a doormat in this movie. I was like, oh. But I don't want to know you either. Well, I think the character of Ray was written as someone who's really low-key and quite boring because he was a potential killer, and that's sort of how they wrote those. Then maybe he deserves a Oscar then because he was. He should have welcome on his forehead. He auditioned for that part five times because he was so nervous about whether he was going to get it or not. I mean, he wasn't a name just then, so he's just kind of this nobody who had a famous father trying to get his big break. Then he met his big name girlfriend on the set. Who is Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen Shivers, the cuckoo queen herself. Now, this is um season one hiatus. Two. No. Yeah, on the two. yeah. No, just before season two, yeah. Yeah. Before, yeah. So this is this is the time that she was she was edging for that Scream Queen role, wasn't she? And this is Scream Two, and she had such a bigger role in Scream Two that was cut down and cut down and cut down into essentially a cameo. But I think she rocked in this. She was yeah, she was amazing. amazing. We'll, talk, and- we'll talk more about some of the action later, but we're just talking about the character at the moment. But I think she was rock solid in this part. She plays I a think- spectacular bitch, right? Like, we all love her as the bitchy person. And I think there was some nice moments of fragility as well when she was like, especially when after her and Helen were alone together, when she said, I miss you. And she's like, <laughs> she said, Her and Julie. No, hell, yeah, sorry, her and Julie, sorry. She's Helen, but yeah. And then I'm, she's like, right. She's like, right, I'll get out of the car now. <laughs> so, I think Sarah was very, um, she was Buffy by then, right? She was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was Slayer. Buffy, but so I don't think To she... see her in these roles where she was the damsel, I think it didn't, that's probably why Sarah wasn't the screen queen that she could have been, because she's an amazing actress and, and doing roles. Uh, I think that people just want her as Buffy and want to see her be a victim. Well, her in this movie and the next character we're going to be talking about actually influenced the casting for a future movie called Cruel Intentions. So yes. you guys know who we're going to talk about next. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hell I up. watched him last in Big Sky. So there's Ryan a show. It's Felipe. on Disney Plus. That's uh, Ray. I think he is just so underrated in like a million different ways, but I also hate him for what he did to our girl Reese. Anyways, oh, who cares? I love I him. Do. He I was him. very <laughs> intense, wasn't he? He yeah. was super intense in this movie. It's like, brother, yeah, I calm think I've dated to so his character Barry. I'm pretty sure I've dated. Oh, we've all dated a Barry. Come on. Yeah, Barry's the Barry <laughs> King narcissist. I no love, wonder you like him. <laughs> I love dating Barry. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think that that um that shower scene probably you know was a spring awakening for a lot of young gentlemen out there. I was just I'm including ask, that. I was just going to ask: Was that your sexual awakening? You? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, he was. I, just, I can't get over how skinny the boys are in this movie. Like in this day, boys. in this day and age, like it, where you see like jacked up, like yeah. And these no, guys are skinny always. little boys. And it's, I love it's, well, that's how I like to be, was little skinny, twinkish, you know. But they were like... very, I think the four of these guys were a very awesome, look at this, look at that cast photo. Oh, hello, 90s. Oh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that, that just about sums up the 90s. It, right looks, it looks like a bad Dawson's Creek riff-off, doesn't oh, it? I love it. Sarah Michelle's like, I'm going to wear a headband. And then Jennifer Love's like, I'm overall. And then they just did it. Well, hey, funny story about uh, Dawson's Creek. They made a nice little tribute to Dawson's Creek by naming that beach Dawson's, Dawson's Beach. Beach. There you go. Just sprinkle, these, uh, sprinkle these fun facts in there. But there was also some um, really great supporting cast members in here that turned out to be quite famous. Of course, by this time, Johnny Galecki was already famous god but i love him what a he good right dude there, he was isn't he like you like forget that this guy like outside of roseanne is that good looking i mean look at him nice and clean cut oh yeah good looking although i didn't believe the don't test me you motherfucker part yeah. like, oh. yeah, I, like, really? I didn't believe him either like you're not a tie you're darling you're um, boyfriend shut up don't you test me motherfucker <laughs> I think I think this bang. person deserves a bit more for their role. Anne Hayes is Missy. There was something something a little bit touched about Missy, wasn't there? God yes. bless. Look, she, Just a she delivered that character really well because you know this was back in the three year. It was the Scooby Doo of Asher films. Like, who's the killer? Who's the killer? And she's quite believable as someone who was damaged enough to do it. So I really enjoyed it. She was unsettling. Every time Missy was on screen, I was unsettled. You didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, especially handling all that meat. Down to the man, like the I watched, I rewatched both of these last night. Her hand mannerisms and like she ticks a little bit when she does certain things. You're like, oh, where are you? And she had motive. She had, she's, well, she didn't know she had motive, but whatever. And of course, (laughs) we can't, we cannot discount Miss Bridget Wilson at this time, (gasps) Sam Press, I believe. Oh, I forgot Bridget Wilson. Sonia, Sonia Blade. Elsa! Was she in everything in the 90s or what? She, my favorite thing in the 90s. Um, I loved her as Elsa. So you're saying before that Sarah Michelle played Helen as such a bitch, but I think she was. Very pale in comparison to what a bitch Elsa was. Elsa, queen bitch. You did not mess with Elsa. It would freeze you out. You would be destroyed socially. <laughs> did, did you uh, say freeze out? In the, uh, I did because of Frozen. I was I, going there. I, I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like anyways. Weird that, though. <laughs> let's get into this movie guys so yeah basically um i I find as i was i was i was gonna say before uh, scream was the dominant force obviously in teen slashes this movie and looking at it last night 
it it does feel very separate to Scream. Um, I whereas Scream is suburban and high school and all this kind of thing. This is that little tick later. Do you know what I mean? This is graduating high school. This is them leaving and growing up. And I I didn't feel it until last time, but it feels after watching Scream very recently, it does feel like a very separate movie. It's like the clones that would follow them. Um, mm. This does this does feel like those um, YA horror books that we used to read back in the day, which we're very excited about because Fear Street's coming out this week. <laughs> I'm going to explode. No one else really cares. No, I, I do. I, I do. I care. I'm gonna. I, my my next three weeks are gonna be like so excited. But what, yeah. What well, the thing this, I liked about this is it was a bit more of a whodunit mystery. It was. It wasn't a slasher slasher. Yes, there were bodies and uh, like a little bits of that. But all of this movie was about the cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean? Kevin Williamson wrote the script. Who. If his name sounds familiar, it's because he's Scream. And he actually started writing this before Scream. And Dawson's <laughs> and Dawson, Well, uh, yes, obviously. And Teachy Mrs. Tingle. And da 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 da. Okay, so everything. he wrote everything in the 90s, too. Everything so, in the late 90s. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it very much feels like a, like a 90s teen film because, you know, I mean, it is. But, you know, it's got the... The, the drama and the romance and it's got some funny parts and I agree with what you said it had what Scream didn't and this was transitioning into the adult world which Scream didn't really have that kind of transition they were in high school next thing you know they're in college you didn't get to see that real transition like you do here and if I'm comparing the two I think the Scream characters are a lot more likable Definitely, but I think I think these guys have their their qualities too. I mean, if we're gonna go toe to toe with Final Girls, obviously Nev Campbell wins, and don't come for me because you just don't. Oh, definitely. Don't but I think also the screen characters were apart from you know oh some died from our school that we didn't really like or care about. Um, these guys were actually traumatized from early on in the film, so I don't think they would be that likable. You know, we weren't gonna have little pool party scenes and whatever with them. Like, oh, remember when we went over someone? Yeah. <laughs> like, like This incident, obviously, like I I think the acting in this scene from all of them was is like A plus. And th- throughout the film, I think that they all did a pretty good job. Obviously I'm even for friends. I've already yeah, I've already exposed my I think he was Nick's link. I think this film wouldn't have suffered for having someone else in that part. But, Who would you have liked in Ray's part in the 90s? Uh, Who do we have liked? Should we have swapped Johnny Galecki and him over? No, not this. I don't think Johnny Galecki was that. a big enough name. I think you could have had something like um, Barry Watson. Barry Watson from Seventh Heaven, that kind of shaggy-looking dude. Someone that's that didn't a, look, I think choice. he looked a little bit too similar to Ryan Felipe as well. Like, they were both these, like, blah, 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 dudes, like, but whatever. Um, but he still did well. I just don't like his character. I was like, oh, my God, can we please get rid of well, Ray? they were looking at Jeremy Sisto for that part. Oh, interesting. Which I think, I don't think would have worked because he 
in the 90s was you know kind of the macho alpha dog and that's kind of what ryan was so they had to kind of switch out their roles if that was the case but no i think that especially in that in the accident scene and the the drama after accident scene when they get rid of the body they all were pretty like spot on um ryan felipe I'd be interesting acting with that dude. He was very intense, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> now, would you guys go in after a fallen tiara, or would you say, bitch, I'll get you another one, let's go? No, I understood why, because that was evidence. It's evidence. If that body fl- washed up, with, up tiara, with that tiara in your head, you fucked. Then ah. they, well, Helen terminated definitely, but they all would have been, because they were together. Would have she, she would have just killed them all. Helen. Like, well, they'll help me. So, <laughs> yeah, Helen would have folded like a card table. Let's be honest. She'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that, I, that's very true. I, the, I'm watching it. Yeah, watching it again last night. There was some some good um, tension scenes, especially watching it in like higher definition. Like, I, I'm so used to my DVD quality. I watch like I watched um, Blu-ray quality. I was like, oh, okay, this oh. is you see so more, you hear oh, so there's much shadows. more. There's shadows, and <laughs> you hear, you can hear the flicking of the medallion. Oh, okay. In, in scenes that I didn't necessarily hear it first off. So you know when Julie first arrives home and she's got the note at night time and she looks out into the street. You can hear it then. And I'd never noticed it. I'd noticed it in other parts before, but I was like, oh, he was there. Okay, cool. He was actually there seeing seeing all this. But, yeah, the cat and mouse of this movie is probably the thing that made it interesting. Scream definitely had it. Like, do not even quote, like, think that I'm bitching on Scream. Scream had intensity, but Scream had short bursts of intensity. This is a slow burn all the way yeah, through. and build, and build, more- build. Paranoia, basically, going, yeah. who is this? Who is this guy? What's going on? What's he going to do? So let's talk about the fishman without identity at the mm. moment. Mm. Okay. In a town full of fishermen, that's a pretty, like, you know. Yeah. A garb. And yeah. if, you know, a fishing town, it could be anyone. Effective, too. Like, very, very effective. Um, like, I'm looking at that picture that you just put up, and I'm like, he's not very scary. <laughs> I think it's a, when you put it in context of um, so last night watching him come into Helen's house where she'd just gotten home before she gets a nice little hair chop, like having that figure just float around when she runs into the coat at Missy's house. Like, oh, okay, this this thing is everywhere. It's it's the I danger mean, in the small town that could be around any corner. That's oh, part I of mean, if that snuck on me at night, I'd. Flip out too, but like looking at him, like eh, you're not really that intimidating, I suppose. Yeah, until I think you change your mind about sitting in front of you with his little shiny hook. But yeah, I suppose. Like I said, if that snuck up on me in the middle of the night, yes, I'm sure my tune would change. But like, like in in the middle of the day, and it's staring at you, like eh, it's just guy in a coat. Really and and about. Steve, what you just mentioned then, like that scene where Helen comes home. After they've been to Miss House, so they've had all of this stuff happen, um, and she comes home and she's and you see this fisherman walking through the house, 
Uh, it's really good suspense. And um, we got that. We got that in Burst and Scream, as you said. But this was like this really sense of dread that was just there. And Bill and everything about it had that a little bit more of that grisly feel. You know, Helen comes home. Her dad's like completely despondent, doesn't care about the girls at all. Um, who knows what happened to them? Um, well, no, she's alive because they re- because when Ray gets not Ray when Barry is bye byes, um, yes. the the police chief, the police officer says your parents are very worried about you. Oh well, it was pretty so we clear. Just Daddy was mom. an alcoholic because yeah. Daddy's just pumping whatever pumping while he's watching the game. Well, these were the but rich. Yeah. These were the rich folk of the town as well, we've got to remember. Well, so Julie is the one without a father. Julie's the one without a dad, which, yeah. And her mum hates her. No, I don't think her mum hates her. I think her mum's just having a touch with her. <laughs> What's happened to my daughter? It's a very strange relationship, that one, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like there's more storage, more backstory to Julie that we didn't get. <laughs> that would have been interesting because do we, we know what happened to her dad? No. Like, I can't remember. Did he leave? Did he die? Like... No, I assume he's dead. Okay, so there's probably a little... Okay, so if I assume he's dead, there's a little trauma there. So Julie's just this, like, fucked up bitch who gets more fucked Julie's got daddy issues, let's put it that way. They all had daddy issues in the 90s, come on. Now, we got to talk about it because it's probably the most famous part of this movie is the chase scene. From the Croker oh. Queen herself. I think we need to go to Helen's Chase because that was spectacular. Probably okay, well, what's the, the most... lead up to Helen's Chase though? So, first we lose Johnny Galecki. Johnny's Johnny. gone at this point. Well, yeah, um, gets killed because he was a suspect at one point. Johnny's he gone. Was Julie's virginity. She lost it on Dawson's Beach. Yep. Barry's Julie's uh, gone. Barry's gone at this point. Barry got killed. Oh, Helen was the Croker Queen. The pageant queen, she's back doing her like duties as she has to hand the crown over to. She's had a haircut, so it's very much centered centered around Helen at the moment as well. Yes, oh, it's my favorite part. And then Barry's watching her to keep her safe from above, and he's actually the one in danger. Yep. And Barry gets popped quite violently. Helen's the only one who can see because I would like to see um a a a. Uh, unrated version of this movie if it's one. Hmm. That would be interesting. Mm. It probably wasn't shot that way, but I feel like we we don't see when these attacks happen, we don't see a lot, which is part part of the you know, part of the suspense. But I would imagine what an unrated version would be a little bit bloodier. Well Barry <laughs> got violently killed and it was kind of fitting well they all but like really but flogged like for someone that was violently killed there was no blood. There's one yeah. blood, one drop of blood on a banister. I'm like, did you did you really notice that? Because like these kills, the were alluded to be very violent, and yeah. there's not a whole lot. There's of blood. no well, blood because then Helen put the police officer up there, and there was nothing. There, there so, was yeah, one, was... one drop of blood on a banister. That's all there was. But the I reckon this killer was an amazing cleaner because look at the job he did on Julie's trunk. That's yes, true. true. <laughs> and and he, he did clean up all that blood after um poor Johnny Galecki got the hook through the chin. Like oh, there was a lot of blood there. A lot of ice around there though. That would have clotted. Yeah, but he bled all over the, the kettles, <laughs> the steam he bled all over those steam kettles, which would have baked that blood on pretty quickly because they're hot. 
So anyway, we're getting we're getting into <laughs> semantics of things that probably shouldn't be thought about. Um, I know what you did last summer, Sai. So <laughs> Helen is basically calling the police officer a Mayberry ass punk or what reject. she calls him. Reject, reject, maybe reject, yes. And they stop in the alleyway. Oh, to help a stranded stranded poor motorist also happens to be stuck in the alleyway. And wearing a fisherman slicker. Now <laughs> interest interesting this this police car scene happens before Scream 2. Yes. Yes it does. Just put it out there. I believe her. I believe Sarah. I believe she's terrified. I like. I feel like she. They may have put her through the ringer in this in this chase scene because everything she does is gold. This like is, if, if there was an Oscar for horror, she she probably would have got one. I love. And this is the epitome of the slasher chase scene too. It's really love well this done. Scene. But I'm so frustrated by this scene. Too. I know, right? We'll talk about the end of it. She manages, she runs, girl runs, girl runs a lot. In her the heels. cardio, in heels <laughs> for half of it, yeah. And then, of course, she gets to she gets to the store and <laughs> her lovely impressed. sister is very, very, you know, quick to respond. You're what? <laughs> <laughs> Elsa. Um, but Elsa's, Elsa's. Dealt Elsa's with Elsa. for her, for her. She's not long for this world, poor Elsa. She is, so no. she, she is concerned then. At one point, she's like, "Hey, my sister." Yeah, when she, once, a drama once queen, Helen snaps that up, she's good. like, "Oh shit, something's real." Yeah, <laughs> and then like by the time poor old Elsa gets to lock the door, yeah, goodbye. But I, even when when Helen's upstairs on the phone, and Sarah does this, Sarah does this really, really well. She reverts to that kind of little girl scared voice that that everyone or little child scared voice that everyone has when like when you know when you were little and you wanted to yell out to parents because you were scared but nothing would come out. She does yeah. she does that really well. She's like Elsa. It's like oh you poor bitch. And then yeah, there's something a little bit unsettling about that store which she'd obviously grown up in. Yeah. Then becoming this you know. Well, the store was a mob too in itself because just the shadows, the mountains, um, the fan I heard that was so well, and the sound of that, and all here is the fan just swooshing above her as she's walked silently. It was all so well done. Okay, can I just Very say, well fuck mannequins, okay? I've seen maniac <laughs> mannequins. Just yeah, stop. it was all over, wasn't Can't it? Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she escapes the fisherman. Many times, close calls with the hooks to the feet. Oh, Throws stuff yeah. out a window, running, 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 and then stops to admire some beautiful Fourth of July fireworks. It's just like you She's go, runs, run, like is like three steps, just three steps away. All you three have steps to do. away from the street. Stops and you to, to look stop. back at a noise. I went and read some commentary on this chasing. And they were all saying, like, oh, she was so close. Why is she turning around? And, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were like, he was going to kill her anyway, waiting for her there. She was if not she was moving, at, If she was moving at speed like she was, I think there would have been a chance of her getting around him. I, I Yes. I mean, was he going to get her eventually? Probably, but wouldn't have gotten her that time. Wouldn't have got her that time. No. 
I it's should have been out in the street. Was so frustrating. It's like why? It's it's just like when you know they run up the stairs instead of out the door. It's like what are you doing? But her kill what was a shock doing? too, because she was kind of her and Jennifer were the names kind of back then on the on this film. True. Um, her kill was a shock because she was Buffy. Yep. And all of a sudden, Helen was kind of almost thought was going to be a survivor. And because you know who the killer was at the point, I was of the mindset, okay, maybe Julie and Ellen are going to Survive. get together and they're going to find yeah. out it's Ray or whatever. like yeah. I'm going through all of these different things. And when she died, I was like, oh, my God, I even turned to my mum. when I'm like, did she really, is she dead? And mum's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would have picked Helen over Julie. I think what a bit fan fictions do. I feel like, it, I feel like <laughs> the... There's a lot of, especially lately, I saw um, on Facebook, there's like a char- horror characters that should have survived ex- <laughs> instead of the leads. And that was the Helen's picture there. that was up. That was the first <laughs> one. It was Helen over, Helen over Julie. But- well, especially because with Julie, like they want you to be sympathetic to her after all she's been through, but you don't really know what she's been through. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't necessarily the think asshole it, boyfriend. I don't necessarily think they're asking for sympathy. I just. This is the thing. I don't think we're supposed to. They're not leading hard on sympathy angle like with Sydney Prescott, where they're like, "Oh, her mother was murdered. Her mother was murdered. Now her friends are being murdered. And everyone she looks at is being murdered." It's like this shit happened to these kids. And this is how they're dealing with it. Is more the vibe of this. I feel. Yeah. Speaking of friends that die, I miss you, Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look. Jennifer Love Hewitt gets a pretty damn good chase scene in a boat. Like, I think they put her through it for that as well. <laughs> that looked like it would have been intense climbing and, and ice good, and all that kind of stuff. And they, yeah, they did the slasher trope where, you know, the final girl finds the bodies, you know. Although, and is that meant like, to be Ray? You know, like Was Alice... that meant to be Ray? Ray. Barry, I... sorry. I always get them to confuse Barry. Me. That's meant to be Helen Barry, right? in the ice. Yeah, yes. That's a really bad Barry mannequin. I mean, they're all pretty <laughs> bad mannequins, but... I think, no, I think that was actually Sarah went, that slid out. <laughs> yeah, looking at it last night, I think it was actually her because it was only, a, it was only like a probably 40-second if that, and it was, if so, it's a pretty impressive mannequin. But anyway, well, you can go back and look at it yourself. If that was Sarah, then it wasn't ice because... Uh, oh, it doesn't look like ice. Oh, closer investigation That was, either. like, clear stuff. I watched the thinking of and it was just... I, I can't um, remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's could called. Could you imagine it, Jennifer's with a top in that little top in real ice? There would be some steam well, happening, girl. Then you'd, you'd, the point, <laughs> then you'd think they would have, like, wanted it to be that way. But it, it, it wasn't ice because it was meant for her to be able to move very smoothly through, and I can't remember the material that it was. Let's not forget that the tagline of this movie for a long time was, I know what noobs did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that iconic shot of her just... What are you waiting for? We're waiting for your top to pop. You know what? It's really what it, against today's standards, those aren't big boobies. They as listen as someone with big boobies. Natural really boobies. Cool. But they were natural <laughs> boobies. They were natural <laughs> boobies. All right, so huge spoiler. Um the killer is revealed to be one Mr. Ben Willis, Muse Watson, oh, yeah. who has who has killer written all over him. <laughs> like as, as soon as he speaks, you're like, oh god, it's him. You know, he, I was like, he looks looking at him right now. He looks like a real jacked up Mike Rao, doesn't like, he? I will kill you. 
I would hear you. <laughs> that, that dirty jobs guy. <laughs> True. And then um, there's a another interesting fight scene. Ray kind of sweeps and saves the day. Ugh. Yeah, no one believes this. I'm sorry for. <laughs> I don't believe that either. No one believes. No one I think believes Julie could have done it by herself. Julie That's the problem with these. Billy stood off. I think Julie could have done it by herself. Yep. But no, we needed a Prince no one, Charming. No one believes you, Ray. Sorry. Moving on. But yeah, without spoiling too much, that's the end of that first film. Mm-hmm. As I said, we're not getting super specific with it today because we just want you to go back and go, oh, I might watch that movie because that's the idea. Um, and then we thought it was all over. There was a nice little sting in the tail, obviously, in this and first that one. that little flick again of that medallion. We hear a little ding. <laughs> and we were all to believe that someday it would be a sequel. Little did we realise that someday would be a year later when we got, I, I still know what you did what last did summer. I love that the hook is aimed squarely into her cleavage that is now <laughs> prominently on display. I mean, it's not squarely. If you're like, I'm looking at it and the, it's a little above her. It's brain. going to what, look, it's going towards what looks like a heart pendant and her, her clavage. Okay. So, you know, cute okay. little symbolism moment I yep. love. So this this is um let's actually let's look at the bo- the box office for it because oh okay this is why there was a sequel um the yeah. budget was seventeen million and then worldwide box office was one hundred and twenty five point three million wow wow <laughs> we love there it goes, we love it there, oh. go, there goes a sequel I guess it's like, hilarious oh. that like seventeen million dollars. You kind of like I know the film looked polished and everything. Jeez, where will that money go? Like, that's a lot of money. Well, it was on. It was a lot of it was on, on locate. Like there was a, a location shoot, obviously, because it was very off place that one. Um, yeah. yeah, and then we get the big sexy, sexy up big sister is what I think of this movie as. This one's like this yeah. next one kind of takes it from that. That small town, like very natural feel. This is glossy slasher film, right? Yes, mm. and there's it a did lot feel of- a change of yeah, like you're right. It's a change of gears though, because mm. it does feel completely different. And I feel Julie is different. She's no longer the little timid. I want to have someone. Yeah, Julie. Julie gets she uh, kind of gets that Sarah uh, vibe. She, there's a little bit of bubbliness to her. I'm like, oh, that's not who we mm. knew. You know, we wanted Helen. Uh, <laughs> we did want Helen, but it, we got Brandy, and I'm going to take that honestly. I loved Brandy in the '90s. You know what? I this cast again. We got we got very racially diverse for all of, all well, of a the sudden. Funny, didn't we? The funny thing is, uh, Brandy's role as Carla was written for a white girl, but Brandy kind of knocked it out of the park, so they uh, rewrote it for her. Mackay Pfeiffer, yeah, he was big in the '90s. Yeah, we love Mackay Pfeiffer. Ugh, I mean, Ray, look, at, Ray's, look, at next, Ray's back. look at him next to Mackay Pfeiffer. He just yeah. looks so skinny, so like meek. And Mackay Pfeiffer. And I'm like really, I'm really back. sorry, but what is his name? Um, Matthew Settle. There it is. Did he oh yeah, him. Settle. He was cute. Sorry. Did he do anything else? Like he did this? a lot of um, I, I believe he was in Party Five, but he did a lot of those oh. um, director video stuff. He's in uh-huh. um, 
He's in one of my favourite ones, which Jeffrey actually loves too, called The In Crowd. Oh, I know that one. I actually Settles know in that. that. One. Settles an asshole in that. I, I was going to watch it the other day and then I thought, like, I turned it on the first five minutes. I'm like, nope. <laughs> it's a great movie. If you, if you have ever watched the, the In Crowd, you need to watch it with commentary because the <laughs> two actresses do it and it is hilarious. I guess I will do that then. Hilarious. Uh, you know who else is in. Two act, uh, notable actors are in this that I don't think really credit for their roles. Uh, yes, Jack Black <laughs> in Dreadlocks, <laughs> which is regrettable. Oh, I want to kill that motherfucker. It's bad casting, Bobby. <laughs> I mean, and then the other, the other one who I fucking loved as you're, soon as she came on screen. It's going to be Jennifer Esposito. There ah, it is. Nancy. <laughs> Jennifer freaking Esposito. Now, she was just there. It was a crime against Jennifer Esposito. Let's be real. Uh, look, her wasted. She, she wasted her. She deserves so much more. She deserved I think, to be. I forgot. The end. I forgot how she checked out this movie. And then I it got to it and I was like, Are you Very kidding me? Wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I was like, you Are know, you kidding me? It was actually supposed to be Nancy at the end, but they, uh, the way Nancy. Uh, passes on was originally supposed to be Carla, and then they switched it. Car- Carla went through it. I feel like this is like they Carla like to punish these female leads in this in these movies. They're like, all right, we're going to throw you through this. They throw you through this. Yeah, this is going to happen. Just like, but Carla you know what? I would um take all that for a holiday, even during hurricane season. <laughs> well, look. Well. What's going on in the world right now? I mean, it's beautiful. I I, I would uh, definitely go there. Um, it was Mexico and not the Bahamas. So yeah, it's for, like location, really. location, whatever. Cheaper. Uh, Cheaper. Evan Williamson intended to write the script for this, but he was very busy at the time with a little couple movies that you may know called oh i don't know the faculty halloween h2o maybe a <laughs> tiny little show called dawson's creek so he had his hands full he was also are you telling us katie you want to wait for his life to be over he you know they asked him will it be yes or will it be sorry and he said sorry <laughs> he also was supposed to write Scream 3 and he didn't, and that's probably why it was so bad. But that whole We're not talking episode. about that. Yeah. Interesting. If you are watching this, Uncensored Horror People, and you want us to tackle the Scream series before Scream 5 comes out next year, please comment and let us know. No one's commented on anything yet, but if you want us to do <laughs> Scream. But people watch We will it, do it. So people watching. So if yeah. you're watching, reach <laughs> out because Listen, we will watch something. We just need the one person to say do scream and we'll be like, well, okay. How deep would you like us to go? Well, the seven-hour scream documentary. The people <laughs> have asked for it, so we have to give it to them. And, you know, it's only one of Katie's favorite films. So I guess we'll do it. We'll do it. It's all right. um, I think this new film did lean heavy, heavy on the sentimentality a little bit. I felt that, you know, Julie was actually sad that Helen, well, Helen was dead. She didn't really seem to care that much about Barry because she had, really she had that photo. I would care for those abs being gone, being gone <laughs> for the world. Oh. I mean, did, did, you know, 
We he also, wasn't a good dude, but he was still her friend. He, I mean, he didn't. I mean, no one really deserves to violently. Well, no, no one that. deserves to be hooked to death. Yeah, really. well, some people do, but Barry, as big of an ass as he, we didn't deserve that. But I really I, enjoyed the change of location, though. I thought giving it, and this one, this one did have a lot more blood, but it there was still that cat and mouse going on, especially with an island full of new people. Who could it be? Who could it be? Well, this was also this also a very dated film, and it doesn't probably mean to be so dated, but you can't make this happen now because no. there's no Who radio. listens to the radio anymore? Okay, number one, <laughs> they, they win this trip on a radio show where it actually gives the wrong answer. But, you know, now... Oh, it's yeah. I mean, now everyone's got cell phones Google. and caller ID and, and Google, so it just it wouldn't work. So this is a very yeah. dated movie, and then and Jenna of Hewitt's breasts are real, so that they are out, but they are out and proud in this they, movie. They <laughs> are. She is proudly displaying them, and she is also displaying her king skills because back then she uh, had uh, a little career in Japan. We were gonna. One of the best things this movie gave yeah. us was how do I deal? How do I deal? Like Jenna of Hewitt. Ah. I mean, that was a great even. song, honestly. So what a great track! It what really a great was. track! Underrated, underrated. But she, um, this cast obviously went through it as well because they are. I forgot how long they are wet for a lot of this movie. Well, <laughs> it's like, well, could you imagine for a goddamn hurricane? Come on, rain machines. That rain machine. That budget. rain machine. That rain machine was on high. Yes, like, it was. Yes, <laughs> it's it like, was. oh god. I threw a scene behind the scenes stuff this and them like in huge thermal coats when they weren't when they weren't filming because it was just wet. But I can imagine how sick they would have gotten by the end of it. So what was uh, Matt Settle's character's name? I can't remember. Oh, Will Benson. There we Will go. Benson. Okay, so you'll notice that uh, on the vacation scenes that there is no there's no ray. Where's Ray? Where is he? He should have been killed. He should have. But Ray tells her no, even though she just, you know, proposes a last minute trip full of sex and debauchery. And he says no. To the Bahamas. To the Bahamas. What man in his 20s is going to turn that down? No man. (laughs) Well, he immediately regrets his decision and, you know, heads to go catch up with julie but then he gets his friend killed and he ends up in the hospital because he's he gets a, he gets a he gets a barry moment and gets run down by his own car just such a, such I, a i'm sorry theory. i just i don't believe any of <laughs> any of his just any no. just any he's of not him. a hero let's put it that way he's not he's not and you know what freddie prince jr hasn't even seen this movie because he's so embarrassed by it you should be embarrassed by it because be. you were terrible. The I, have movie necessarily... I have a feeling he hasn't seen a lot of his movies. Then. Well, I mean, um, like, the movie itself isn't necessarily <laughs> terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. He's She's terrible. not all oh, that. The movie, look, <laughs> if he would have died... I think it would have been great. The movie would have been great. We would have got more of this, and this was what was winning. This These is three what... to... yes. Those three together, yep. I would have watched like another hour and a half more. Yes, yes. This yep. is the winning team right there. That's the that dream chase, team right there. Do you, know, do you know what I liked about it too? Julie wasn't a fucking faded wallflower. She picked up that axe and she was like, I'm going to fuck you up. Let's Like, she was not having it this time. She was over it. She, she was like, oh, 
my grave stays empty. I'm like, okay, rock on, go. Will we enjoy that when a girl finds her uh, her girl power and just kind of gets gets going? I liked it. I thought I liked Julie a lot more in this movie, mostly because she was just fed up and done with it, and finally just done. stood up for herself. Yeah, she was done quicker than Sydney was done. It took it took Sydney to the end of Sid, of Scream Two to be done, but uh, like I, I still like Sydney better. But Sid, like, <laughs> still like I feel better. like yeah. If you look Julie the wrong way, she may have shanked you. Like, she, <laughs> like she was like, "I will kill you. <laughs> I will kill you. I'm done with this. I will kill you." Well, she at least stabbed Carla how many times? <laughs> but whatever. That's true. Um, That's true. But of course, without spoiling. Old mate's back. He just like, and look at how big that hook is this time. Well, that hook is huge. So huge spoiler alert: the ever cute and beautiful Matthew Settle, who was trying to, you know, get into Julie's pants, just happens to be Ben Wilson's son. Will Ben? Will Ben? Ben son. Like. <laughs> I, like, did anyone else? Was there in front of us? Yeah. I was like, like oh, like, oh, was this was... during? I was like, was this during a riotous strike? I mean, never, oh. we never went back and cleaned that up. No. Mm. Okay. Mm. Kevin but, Wilson wouldn't have let that happen. I feel, <laughs> I feel like happen. something, something slipped through the gates there. It's like, oops. Okay. Oh, but God. look, God. I feel like this this second movie gets a lot of hate when it doesn't deserve it. I like, I like, I. I very seldom watch that first movie without watching this second one straight away. Mm. Which is why it's, I said they're just very do. they're very different films, as you said. The the tones is very different. So um to watch them both, yeah, I, there there's only a gear change. It's not bad. I think it's 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 more slasher slasher though, whereas the first film was a sent a suspense film. Feel. I don't hate these films. They they don't hold up as nicely as the screen films. I'm going to say that. I also really just really hate Freddie Prince Jr. as the hero because he's really <laughs> yeah. not believable. Especially sweeping it at the last minute. It's just like, she, Again. She didn't need, I don't think she Again. did. She didn't need him. She did not need him. And this is I, the difference between, between Scream and I know last summer. They're still fixated on the, you know, I have a man come and rescue me. Whereas... You know, by the end of Scream One, by the like, end of Scream Two, by the end of Scream Three, Sydney's by herself with the killer. Do yeah, you know so what I mean? Sydney's just like, hold my beer, I got this. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like they gave Julie a bit of short shrift. Um, obviously, so the budget for this one was twenty four million. It only ended up making eighty four, so not oh, as big a success. Terrible. They I know, made, but not not as big a success. They didn't lose yeah. any money. They tripled the budget. Usually, but usually, tripling the budget is where they start to talk about a sequel. I find I find it strange that they didn't do a third. Consider well, a funny story. They did do a third. Well, they I did, know, but, but we, don't, these, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no. With these, with these original characters, like with with Julie, I'm surprised, and I I I don't doubt that there's probably a trip floating around Hollywood now with the success of Halloween 2018, that they, Julie James may come back to us one day. Screen but, five. Yeah, but we are going to see a TV series. 
Oh, God. I honestly think this would do better on TV than it did on the big screen. I feel I, like it'll definitely be a screen? slow burn. Scream? But Scream, the TV series, was, oh. It was This bad. is, but the, re- no, the remake is actually... Remake is actually going to take part from the original book and what and and the movie and kind of cross pollinate them a bit more. So I think it's going to be more of that who done it than it is. I think it'll do really well as a TV show. Honestly, I think Scream did okay as its TV show, but it's it doesn't translate super well for a TV show. No, and they couldn't when they didn't use Ghostface. Obviously, that was kind of fucking hardcore. Yeah, yeah. But, um, look. Let us know what you think of I know what you did last summer because I've got I've got a little happy place in my heart for it. As I said, rewatching them again, as I said to Luke last night, these are actually really good films. Like yeah. in the in in the space of what was to come after them, you know that that late nineties, early two thousands, everything was meta, everything was da 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 da. These like these two movies, Scream. Urban Legend, The Faculty. Oh, they Urban stand Legend. out. They oh, stand out. So good. Yeah, Urban they stand Legend. out for me as quality. Like they were the, solid. The I remember there was always that big back had the eighties crowd sort of like you don't like this nineties tongue in cheek, self aware stuff. But you know, looking back on the whole thing, I think those are great horror films. They're good slasher flicks. I like what they did at the time, and I, I like to revisit it as well. Like, you know, when I sit there, I you know I'm the same, Steve. I say, this is a solid flick. I agree. Acting, good characters, the, good acting, besides, good Besides Freddie, honestly, and even in that second movie, he's the weak link. Mm-hmm. Um, besides Freddie, I think if they replaced him, <laughs> the movies would be better. Sorry, you don't want Ray and you don't want Ray included in the new one. No, you know, well, my, I, you know I have they an idea. Bring Freddy back. I have we, an we idea for have, a third movie. We can but... have Ray back. We just can't have Freddy back. I think Ray would have been a fine character if they you were. had a better actor. In someone else's hands. Yeah. Someone else could have done it better. And but, I like these movies. I think they're solid. I just don't think they hold up as well as screen but i like them this is what i i like they are place and time movies you go you want to feel the 90s you want to feel oh. like a small coastal oh, town yeah. in the 90s watch this oh, you, yeah. want you, sub- you want you suburb- want you want suburbia <laughs> in the 90s go watch scream do you know what I mean? like oh yeah the nostalgia factor is there i think it's great just it's I mean, you couldn't have the '90s without it. Like yeah. they, this was part of the movement to revitalize horror, and it did but what it had to do. Yeah, it's the name that comes up straight after Scream. Right. Else, I know, it was last yeah. summer. <laughs> oh, it absolutely did what it was meant to do, and you know, to revamp horror. So we say to you, "Cheers!" I know we did last summer. Tell us, um, all right, for all right, we're going to judge the movies together. Okay. Out of five, out okay. of five hook hands, what do we give them, Katie? <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. For for both of them or for part one? For both of them. I'm oh, looking at them together. For both of them together, I'll bump it up to a three for both of them. But for the first one, maybe two and a half. She's harsh, isn't she? She's horrible. She's harsh. <laughs> Luke? What about uh, you? Look. Okay. So how we're going to go with this one, I would give uh, part one maybe four and a half. I would give part two maybe three and a half, so let's just leave it at four. You're generous. Four out of five. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, gonna I think go... two was weaker. 
I'm going to go four as well. I think the strength of one and the strength of I, I really liked the aesthetic of the second one. I liked that darker kind of creepier islandy kind of thing. I I dug that. I don't dig Ray, so he gets <laughs> he gets he gets minuses. You but, lost the um, hook for Ray. <laughs> yeah, we lost a whole hook for Ray for the casting. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go with four as well. Mm. So if you um yeah, if you're watching, <laughs> why don't you tell us how many hooks you gave to I know last summer? And we're gonna be back again early, probably yes. probably very, very quickly. Quicker than you'd like, maybe. Talking uh, about the 90s and talking about Fear Street. Yes, Fear Street Part 1. That's right. I've committed us to doing a show on every Fear Street movie and probably a recap show, actually. We're probably going to need to oh, digest yeah. the trilogy. Let's so, talk about this all, all day. If you're, a, gonna... if you're a millennial slash elder millennial and love Fear Street, Come join us for the Fear Street <laughs> saga. It's going to be amazing. Until then, thank you very much for joining us today, Luke and Katie. And um, in the words of Ben Willard. You leave a man for dead. Make sure he's really dead. What are you waiting for? Happy 4th of July, Julie. (laughs) This episode is made possible by PWC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PWC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.